Originally, I was trying to write a semi-original song based on Fairy Tale in New York by the Pogues, but about our podcast. But I didn't get any further than like, it was Christmas Eve, chance, we're on the podcast. And that's all as far as I got. And I don't really sing like that guy. I don't even know what we're talking about. Um, it's like an Irish pseudo Christmas song. It's not really Christmas. It takes place on Christmas. Oh wow. I don't even know this. Yeah. It's it's an interesting song. Have you ever heard it? I've not, no. Okay. Well oh. guess I'm out here by myself. I played it for my students yesterday. And one class enjoyed it greatly. They got up and danced. It's kind of slow to start and then they all come in with all the you know the flutes and the drums and the whatnots. The other class was just about ready to kill me. <laughs> They're like, this is awful. How could you do this to us? Wait, Reese, I'm curious. Have you ever heard of the song Wake Up Little Susie? I'm not, no. <laughs> this is your Wake Up Little Susie. My Wake Up Little Susie. Yes, but other people know this song. I, I, other people know the song Wake Up Little Susie, too. True. I still don't think that's true. <laughs> Anyone who listens to the song Wake Up Little Susie will instantly be like, oh, yeah, I've heard this before somewhere. Mm, I don't know. It's a 50s rock staple. You gotta let it go, man. (laughs) You're the one who is talking about an imaginary song this week. Oh, I guess here we are in a made-up world. Brought to you by the Union of High School Janitors, this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. I'm your other host, Cameron. So the League of the Union of Janitors is real? Uh, sure. You never said unless someone real decides to sponsor us. Uh-huh. So I guess we really are sponsored by the <laughs> janitor union. We really are sponsored by the Philadelphia High School Janitors Union. Hey, that's cool. Thank um, you, guys. That's a lie. We're not. Don't sue us. I don't know if that's real, but <laughs> if they want to sponsor us, uh, yeah, what's go, the word? Go ahead. From after the after the fact, they want to sponsor us after the fact, yeah. retroactively. Yeah, that's sort of retroactively. We'll allow it. We'll allow it, but it's fine. So, how are you doing? I'm good. I've had a crazy evening. Cool. What's a, baby, a baby threw up while we were waiting in line to get food. Cool. Um, I, I was with a a small group of coworkers, kind of people in my bubble. Uh, and we were going to go see some Christmas lights, um, just like a drive through Christmas light thing in Yukon. And we were just standing there and everyone was minding their own business. And all of a sudden explosion of vomit, uh-huh. just like a two year old, <laughs> just like vomited over mm-hmm. everywhere. And it was like, well, we're not going to go see Christmas lights now. I guess it's, it's over. Yeah. I, I feel like I've seen on Twitter the last couple of weeks where it's the tweet that's like, you remember being in elementary school and then randomly someone would just like throw up. Yeah. And I remember that as a kid, but as a teacher, especially, I'm like, it's so true. It's like a couple of weeks ago, a kid just stands up, runs outside the classroom. Fortunately, my classroom is like in an outside portable. He just like runs out the door and just throws up. Okay. And it's just like, okay, uh, that's a thing. See, ya. I guess you're going to go home now. What was janitor bud doing with that one kid was he trying to get him to throw up in this episode i'm not sure we'll have to get into it we'll talk about it later but that was weird it all connects yeah well cameron i feel like we've talked way too long and i'm far too excited because we have a guest we do we have a guest today um bit of a local legend 
celebrity, celebrity local hero um, from our local newspaper. Um, the Norman Transcript. The Norman Transcript. But I first heard of him uh, when football season started and some stupid jerks were being mean to him on Twitter. <laughs> and I was just like, this is a guy that I could really get behind. Well, wait, we haven't introduced you yet, but I need you to answer this question. Are you the guy that was like berated by Barstool Sports? Yes, yes, that was me. Barstool OSU. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Barstool is one of the uh, broiest companies I've ever heard of in my life. So yeah. <laughs> I'm on your team. <laughs> oh, yeah. And all the journalists were, and I think most people were too. Because I'm like, and the, their journalism is, I don't even know if I call it journalism. It's, <laughs> and they, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even try to get into it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. Well, I, we'll have plenty to talk about journalism-wise uh-huh. in this episode. Yeah, that's why I thought of you for this one. But before we get into any of that, I need to Intro introduce you. So, everybody, this is Reese Gorman. Because it's Reese Gorman. Reese Gorman coming on our show. Boy Meets World Fever. It's what he's doing. It's good to know I got friends who always podcast with me because it's reese gorman it's been a while since i've done that uh welcome reese thank yes. you thanks for having welcome me on <laughs> i still get a kick every time cameron does that i've seen him do I it <laughs> seen him do it a dozen Quite a times. Few times it's just because i'm so close it's true it's true i still get a kick out of it so uh reese why don't you uh tell us and the podcast listeners a little bit about yourself uh if you have any history with boy meets world anything like that so as i was telling cameron um before the show i i mean watching this episode and preparing for um podcast kind of brought me back to like my childhood in a sense it it, it felt really nice and it I, I I use Disney Plus for the basic stuff. I Mandalorian, Hamilton. Um, I watch a few throwback shows, but um, when he mentioned that it was on Disney Plus, I was like, I'm gonna watch. So I like binge watch like multiple episodes. To see, it just brought me back to like my childhood. It yeah, it it, it was good. I I definitely liked it, and I it, it yeah, it, it it was good. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up watching it then? I, I assume. Um yeah, I, I grew up not watching it like religiously, but I I would I, I would watched it it was my my family was really strict on tv um so well not not necessarily on what we could watch but when we could watch it was i respect that yeah it was very very strict set very cool all right yeah well cool well i'm glad we could facilitate a walk down memory lane for you yeah and i guarantee you those folks at barstool they they hate boy meets world too so they're i mean they they're definitely just they're, they're irrelevant in every aspect yeah if it wasn't on spike tv Bar school, Barstool doesn't care about it. No, not at all. <laughs> Does Spike TV still exist? I, I haven't had cable since 2007. I don't know yeah, what it's exists. It's been a while for us, too. Can you confirm, Reese? I don't know. I, didn't, I, I don't have cable either. I all just... right. Who can say? We're it's... not Barstool people. So. We are not Barstool people. people. Even if it still exists. We the crazy thing, either way. something <laughs> that I'm embarrassed to admit is like, obviously, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a 21-year-old. So when I got into college my freshman year, I did like Barstool. I, I, I think as I started like becoming more like mature, I was like, how is this a thing? They're just, I don't know. I, it's just, 
just very, very weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird, uh, kind of a weird aside just about Barstool, which I don't know why we're still talking about them. <laughs> I like at the very, be- very beginning of the pandemic when we were all like starved for entertainment, I started watching like frozen pizza reviews on YouTube. Oh, and, there, and there's this guy, there was this guy and he had tons of views and he was like ranking every frozen pizza. And I watched a few episodes. I'm like, man, this dude is a jerk. Like, just the way he, like, addresses and the way he, like, thinks about other people. I was like, who is this dude? So I looked him up, and he was, like, the editor-in-chief guy of Barstool. <laughs> is that how it all makes sense? Or was that just... No, he was doing that during the pandemic. Just for fun, no? Yeah, he was just doing that during the pandemic when he was... And he was just such a jerk. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yep. Well, we're never mean on this show. <laughs> we are only ever nice. That's not true. We've been... We've, we've, we've picked some enemies. <laughs> But we don't need to talk about that. I guess we've added one to the list. Yeah, today. Barstool. <laughs> but I feel like it went without saying. We try to keep it positive. <laughs> I'm lying through my teeth right now. I would like it to be positive. We addressed this in the last episode. It's true. In the last episode, Reese, we did come up with a live reality show, live reality show, a, a reality TV show where we take two people or two groups that don't get along and unite them in the hatred of one thing that they want to destroy together and see if they can form a lasting friendship. That's really awesome. (laughs) Seems like a good idea. I'd probably be like, like, I feel like in Harry Potter sense, you get like Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw and unite them against Quidditch because they just suck at it. And then, yeah, yeah. there you go. Then they start liking each other. They like American Quidditch. What's American Quidditch? I don't know. It's got to be different than than UK Quidditch. It's got to be different. They call it broom ball over here. (laughs) Yeah, they call it broom ball over here. I don't know. Uh, Well, so gut reactions real quick. What did you think of this episode? Um, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I don't know if it was just because I I, I really thought it was funny. Um, It, yeah, I... It was almost kind of relatable in a sense, but it, it, it like it, it, it was funny. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty funny too. Like this is a, I feel like this is an iconic episode of the show. I don't know if I'd say iconic. Well, it's, it's, again, season three is very, very yeah. I, I remember it a lot because I watched it a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think this is a really funny episode too. Though I am a little questioning on my rating and we, we'll get into why I'm questioning my rating, but I, I do think it's a very funny episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, let's go, ahead and dive in cameron would you like to syn- synopse the episode okay i'll give the synop um so Corey and sean are taking a media class and as part of their class they're doing like a, a news on public access and they have to do a story for it and their story stinks and so they're trying to find something interesting something with that kind of wow factor and after a couple of tries they finally find it um, and it ends up getting the beloved question mark <laughs> janitor of their school fired. And so they're kind of grappling with that guilt and people not liking them as a result. Sure. And Eric does some stuff too. Yeah, and Eric does some stuff is the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, the Eric blog Eric stuff is it's so funny it's very funny but I don't know why it's in there uh, I mean do we just get Eric's plot out of the way I think we need to because it's just like three scenes yeah. that are just kind of like boom 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 so we're gonna we're gonna go over Eric's feel free to add anything you want Reese I like that but I think Eric's plot might have been the most important part of this episode <laughs> Ooh, care to explain I just it, it confirms what we've known throughout the entire show he has zero brain activity (laughs) it's so true it's like we've seen a gradual decline and this is like full transformation 
Yeah. Like the full moon is out. He is full wear himbo. Yep. He is a full himbo. I just, the ending, I know I'm jumping ahead, but where she's like, this common field mouse has hopes, dreams, <laughs> goals, uh, anxieties. <laughs> and she's basically saying like, unlike Eric, who has <laughs> none of these things. And then Eric's like, how sad. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> poor mouse. <laughs> well, it's very funny. So just to set up this this plot, uh, Eric goes to Feeney's classroom, which has been turned, turned in- into a research lab. Yeah, which has been turned into a research lab. But I have a question mark in my notes, like, is this another corner? But no, it's clearly Feeney's classroom uh-huh. that's been turned into a sleep study lab because he wants to get paid to sleep. And where does Eric sleep best? School. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> True. It makes sense. Um, and he, the lady's like, sure like i'll i'll study you whatever uh-huh. he's just like i'm glad to have participants mm-hmm. yep and uh turns out that when eric sleeps he has zero brain activity mm-hmm. none none whatsoever and she's just like this is amazing like i'm going to need to do further study i'm going to like this, this is a big deal like this discovery of you and he's just like he was only doing it for the money because mm-hmm. um, you get paid to be a part of the study so he's just like okay whatever you're paying me half of it then double it <laughs> she's just like yep okay <laughs> she's like, sure and then you walk Walks off with all the material still on him. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no. And what a guy. I guess the idea is like your dreams are where your subconscious like works stuff out. Uh-huh. But he doesn't have anything to work out. He's yeah. just he's just complete pure id. I don't know. <laughs> kind of envious of that yeah I mean, that sounds kind of nice especially in 2020 how nice would it be to have nothing going on in your brain <laughs> nothing to work no worries no worries at all just yeah don't. just be content sleeping while the pandemic rages and the um civil unrest continues uh-huh. yeah i mean the mouse had 100 times more brain waves than he did <laughs> which is just so funny <laughs> he's like in the very final scene like they wake him up and he's like how did i do oh let me guess remarkable (laughs) it's like they turn she's like thank you for coming from like all over the world and it's like this array of people in white lab coats that represent a variety of ethnicities in this high school history classroom (laughs) yeah in in mr feeney's history classroom philadelphia Philadelphia. Uh it's not even like we're gonna go to a hospital or an actual science lab or the actual science lab in the school I just wonder, I really do, what the writers were thinking, question mark. Like, they're like, okay, we're going to do this journalism plot. It's going to be great. Eric's going to do a sleep study. Uh-huh. They just didn't quite have enough to fill it out. <laughs> they learned their mistake in the last episode. And they just had too much. Or was that two episodes ago? I don't two, even remember. Was a few but it was just ago. like, all oh, one plot. And they're like, we don't have enough. We need to plug it up a little bit. <laughs> Uh, I our hero. It's it it is pure gold. All three scenes are mm-hmm. gold. Yeah, I think <laughs> just like classic Eric. Like Reese said, the most important plot of the entire episode. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, but it was 
I mean, is there anything else we need to say about it, though? I mean, it's... I don't... I don't think we covered it. It is funny. I mean, it, it intersects with Corey's story briefly when he's talking to his parents, sort of towards the end. And here it comes. He's like, I got a letter from University, University of, Pen- of Pennsylvania. And they're like, what? They, they want you... They let you in? He's like, no. They want to study me. And he like, <laughs> yeah. holds up the paper. He says, better. All right. <laughs> they want to study me. <laughs> Maybe they're like trying to come up with a pill that can give you that kind of contentment. <laughs> that sounds dystopian. <laughs> that does sound dystopian, doesn't it? It does. Oh, the movie Equilibrium. Have you either of you seen the movie Equilibrium? Mm-mm. I have not. Oh, you should see the movie Equilibrium. It sounds like a plot point of like Cyberpunk 2077. Well, Equilibrium came out right around the same time as The Matrix, and it's that style of like uh-huh. gun foo with long leather trench coats. Mm, that's a good style. Yeah, but it's Christian Bale, and he lives in a society where everyone takes a pill to get rid of all of their emotion. And then obviously he stops taking his pill and realizes that this is all really screwed up. Mm, so the giver kind of with lots of guns gun giver (laughs) they tried the name gun giver and it just it didn't have the right ring to it the the giver with guns (laughs) let's call it equilibrium (laughs) that makes that works yeah yeah the whole thing is like literally the plot point is like this special task force who's great at gun foo so, Man. I, I, I like how it goes the, the plot of that movie from what you said it goes from him like just not feeling emotions to like oh I feel emotions now I'm going to shoot people yep pretty much there, there's at one point where they're like this puppy has no use to us get rid of him and he like takes the puppy out and like puts the gun up to its head <laughs> no and it starts licking the barrel and he just like starts shaking oh my gosh <laughs> he That's does like, not shoot the puppy <laughs> that was the saddest part of John Wick because when they killed his dog Mm-hmm. That's true. John Wick's a good movie. I need to watch it again. Anyway, we are way off topic. No, we're already. right where we need to be. <laughs> Equilibrium. Equilibrium. I don't even know how we got here, uh, but I'm happy for it. I'm trying to. Oh, the was, sleep study. I was there trying we to figure out what the sleep study was trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I had that thought. <laughs> Maybe something like, like, if this person has it, maybe we can get other people to achieve that. Even if it's just for sleeping, just like being able to cast aside your anxieties for a bit. He was sleeping in a fully lit room, fully clothed, which I cannot sleep fully clothed or in a fully lit room. And he had all these things attached to him. Like, it did not look comfortable. (laughs) No. However, whatever is putting him to sleep, I need that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just him. Again, that's why they did it in the high school classroom. It's like, this is where we've done a, another study, and then we found this is where high school students sleep best, is, is in their classroom. Is Wait, is that where fifth graders sleep best? Uh, no, I don't let them. Okay. Uh, I had a teacher in uh, high school, it might have been middle school, I don't remember, who would drop books really loudly on the desk next to you if you fell asleep. Nice. That happened to me. That happened to you? Yeah, in seventh grade. I mean, eighth grade. Yeah, Mr. Bush, my algebra teacher, I was slumped out. He just walks right up, drops a pile of textbooks, and I just jerk right back up. I was like, oh my God, what just happened? That's true. Yeah, I don't take that route. I wouldn't want to be waked up that way. It'd probably be effective. It, uh, yeah, it was. You're just like, hey, you need to join us. Sometimes I'm like, good morning, sweetheart. And then they're like, no, <laughs> anything but that. <laughs> Not the clowns. Um, all right. I guess we should get into the other plot of the episode. That that was a simple one. It was. It was delightful. It gave us lots of joy. Mm -hmm. That's important. Uh, let's just wrap the episode up here. 10 out of 10. Uh, boy meets sleep study. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) 
Um, what's her name? This brings me joy. The art of ti- tidying up. What's her name? I knew her name. Kondo? Marie Kondo? Marie Kondo. Yes. That's Marie Kondo, this, this ish. And we'll just... This brings me joy. <laughs> the rest of the episode brings me joy, too. It so. does. It's a good episode. It's a good episode. Okay, so, media arts. Media arts. Who wants to start talking about it? Um, I don't know. Did either of you ever take any media arts classes? I, I assume you have in college. In, in college, I have, yeah. In, in high school, I didn't. Um, I was actually, I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't at all. I wasn't, I wasn't even in my high school yearbook one year because I like just failed to show up to the media class to get my picture taken. <laughs> wow, you, you high school, I, high school is not ideal. I, I did not take any media classes. Yeah, I don't think we I, ever had anything like that. When, so when my high school best friend Terrace was on the show, he told me that I was on a school newspaper. I don't remember this. This is not a thing that I recall. He most he did yeah. it to talk to girls and uh, have an excuse. Apparently, I did it to talk to girls, which sounds a lot like me. I have no memory of it. I'll take it, but I guess maybe I was. Yeah. So we start with Corey and Sean doing a news story on the Russian lunch lady, their Russian lunch lady. Yeah. She was cutting that jello so aggressively. <laughs> well, she was Russian. Don't all Russians that's, cut jello that's aggressively? That's how they do everything. In Soviet Russia, jello cut you. Have I said that story on here of when I was in China? No. Okay. With the Russians. Okay. I'm guessing not. But I remember when I, in college, I went to China for a summer and we were at this university and it's just like, you're American. So that's like the biggest deal. And there was a group of Russians that were also studying at the university for the summer. And there were, anytime they were around, they were like the MVPs, but then if we showed up, suddenly we were. And so there was tension between us and the Russians, just like life. <laughs> um, but they took us on a field trip to the Yellow River, the Red River, one of the big rivers for like a float trip. And we were all in one boat and the Russians were all in the other boat. And we kind of got ahead. We weren't competing, but we were just like having fun. And then suddenly we just see them like, whoosh. And just pedaling with like paddling, paddling, not pedaling. It wasn't <laughs> pedal boats. And they're just going, and we're just like they sail right by us. And we're like, "How are you going so fast?" And they're just like, "We are Russian." <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> we are Russian, and it's just like okay. <laughs> That's an explanation. Just like it sounded like you had kind of like a collegiate cold war between a you. little bit. They're, I'm sure they were nice. I didn't speak Russian though. <laughs> We are Russian. We are Russian. We are Russian. That's my new. That's my new statement on this podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> how how did you know that we are Russian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's making red square Jello, mm-hmm. which is her specialty, apparently. Um, Reese, can you could you have made this into an interesting story about the school lunch lady from Russia? I could try. I probably would have taken the angle of her being from Russia and being an immigrant, immigrating into American society, and and as a much like I, I feel like the Jello was not the cool <laughs> news line on that on, on this topic. I feel like there's a bunch of other ways they can go with that. Yeah, I was actually thinking because I thought this this like how would I make this an interesting story? I was like, why is she so unhappy? Let's get to the root of her uh-huh. unhappiness. Is it cultural? <laughs> is it she is russian <laughs> she is russian other than the one quote <laughs> i am russian um and then he's just like freedom never tasted so good freedom never eating that jello 
Uh, oh. Definitely felt forced that line. Freedom never tasted so good. It didn't. It didn't flow. No. Mm. No. Corey had some work on his delivery. That's kind of through, true throughout the whole thing. His yeah. delivery needed a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, they are just eighth graders. That's, that's a true. Good report for eighth graders. I'm just saying. That's that's. Yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> um, Even the Jello one wasn't that bad for eighth graders. Yeah. I mean, get, knowing the actual ethnicity instead of calling your uh, lunch lady European would be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty big step. They're from overseas. Yeah. They're they're from Europe somewhere. Um, yeah, so then we kind of cut out of that scene and it's the media arts classroom and they've all just been watching the video and Corey and Sean fell asleep watching their own report. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Yeah, it really was. In Eli, our favorite teacher, uh-huh. so is, good. is just like, wake up. If we have to watch a report, so do you. And then Topanga's all like, I thought they did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> Eli, uh, she your woman? You got yourself a keeper. <laughs> you two are an item, right? <laughs> uh, and then he's just like, when is Jello ever interesting? When it's used for evil. <laughs> uh, oh. Evil Jello usage. What, what are your thoughts on uh, Corey and Sean Reese? Man, you know, I have definitely fell asleep when reading some of my articles before. So... <laughs> That, that is relatable, but I mean, I mean, to be honest, they're eighth graders. I feel like that was a pretty good package. It was edited well. It was, I mean, I don't know what else you could expect from eighth graders. I didn't even know how to use a camera. I agree. And that's like a, a big one. Yeah. It was they, like the big with the actual tape inside. Yeah. Probably very complicated to use, but they did a good job. Um. So is media arts class really like an easy A class? I don't know. It seems like it would be hard. I mean, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, anything that involves you go around, find news and videotape and edit and cut and package. I feel like that's not an easy yet. I agree. Are you mostly, are you almost entirely the writing side? Oh yeah. I never do. I've never done broadcast. Never. Okay. I, so my big deal is, big problem is I can't control my mouth a lot of times. And so I am really afraid of accidentally dropping some words on live television. Um, Like during the protests, everything going on i got tear gassed and hit with pepper balls and that it, it hurt bad and i was with like tv journalists that were there live and they they were able to keep the composure so much i was getting like tear gassed i was crying saying some things i got hit with a rubber bullet i was and they were just perfectly like, they're like oh my goodness that hurt so bad and i was like i don't know how you're doing that I'm, so i cannot be a tv journalist <laughs> yeah you respect you, you were you were dropping some uh f-bombs out there huh <laughs> just a a few <laughs> understandably so yeah understandably so uh, was that this summer not that yesterday. was the summer yeah yeah up in okc oh did yesterday's get bad i saw there was some tear gas that was used yesterday they used um pepper spray yesterday at the actual crime scene but the protests at the police headquarters and then that the um oklahoma county was um there was no police interaction at all the police never showed up so uh, at least for when i was there i don't know what happened when i left but for the most part there was nothing that going on that's good guys we said it a lot this summer and we've we've stopped but black lives matter like this police brutality against like people of color is just not okay not not at all i don't even like as a journalist we i mean we're told to like not be opinionated on social media just in our lives but like it's not an opinionated stance to say that like racism is a problem and police brutality and our is black people are killed disproportionately more by police than anybody else and you know oklahoma city has the second highest rate of killing people in the nation yeah oklahoma city police department behind st louis crazy Um, clearly an issue it it is and it is not a funny podcast joke 
joke. Like, yeah. find your local chapter of Black Lives Matter. Find someone in the uh, in your vicinity. Support them. Don't just mm-hmm. talk about it. But like, let's start seeing some systematic change. Vote for people who want to change the system. Let's yeah. Let's do stuff. Yeah. yeah racism isn't just like personal discriminatory action. It's like a systemic level problem. Yeah. That we see again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And it just gets denied again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, I hate that we have to keep bringing this up, but we do. <laughs> yep. Here we are. Here we are. I think added on to it, especially yesterday, like the mental health issues, like with the homeless man who was having like a mental health crisis mm-hmm. was a lot of the problem. And so it's just like being yeah. aware of that and like there needs to be some change. Sorry. No, you're just good. derailing us still. Well, it's, we're, it's worth it. We're heated about it. And, you know, we're talking about news and this whole thing is Eli telling them to find news that matters. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is definitely news that matters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Follow, uh, this is not just a shameless plug for Reese, but follow your local papers. They tend to have uh, some of the best writings and best breakthroughs, mm-hmm. like, in the nation. Uh, a lot of the best, like, when when the national media gets a hold of things, it's normally from a local paper somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, Unless of the Jill Biden should not call herself a doctor kind of articles, like ran in the Washington, or the Wall Street Journal today. Mm, yeah. Less of that stuff. Less political theater and more, like, what's really going on mm-hmm. in communities so yeah. anyway thank you there's our aside <laughs> um yeah i'm a big fan of local papers thank you thank you <laughs> i'm too so <laughs> well, well good i hate them no. is public um, access still a thing yes it is, it is actually yeah because okay. i know the ou nightly is on public access television they have their own um, broadcast daily so more nightly i guess but yeah okay. like, is it time for us to go tv is it time for us to go tv <laughs> Wow. Yes, we do have a show idea. Okay. It's time to start it. Yeah, we'll put our uh, uniting people in hate uh, against. I, yeah, we'll put it up there on public access. Public. It'll, it'll be perfect. We need someone who can do origami really well. <laughs> It's with their bodies. Yeah, with their bodies. Um, so yeah, uh, Eli basically tells them the report isn't good enough. They need to go find news that matters. They need to go find like a real story. And that's that's where we leave this scene. Uh-huh. Yeah, so then we cut to Mr. Turner's apartment. Yes. Where Corey and Sean are voyeurs. Pe- <laughs> peeping Toms. Peeping Tom. This is, this is, a, this is a scene. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> It is a scene. It is a scene. And the fact that Sean's first thought is, bring that school camera over uh-huh. here so we can film this. We're putting this on our school news program. <laughs> I don't think he really wants to put it on the school news program. That's right? true. This is for my personal collection. I mean, he could every day at 530. Yeah. It's right there. He- Set your watch to it. <laughs> He wants to be able to revisit it, I guess. Uh, when Alan walks in, he's like, the 530? <laughs> yes. He already knew, too. <laughs> My watch must be slow. I do like Corey's, like, distraction of, like, uh, like, why would you want to set your watch to it? Why wouldn't you just call that number? I mean, yeah, it costs 35 cents, but it's set to the atomic clock. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Sean's just like, Corey, there's a woman dancing in a towel. And he's like, yeah, there is. <laughs> It's based on the atomic clock. 
<laughs> Why wouldn't you just call that number? I don't. I don't know what that number is. That is not a thing that has ever been in my life. Uh-huh. But especially now. Yeah, especially now. Um, it's just whatever time Apple tells me <laughs> that it is. Well, oh I mean, yeah, Apple can like fool everybody by telling us it's a certain time, and nobody would be the wiser. I'd wake up and be like, "You slept till seven p.m." I'm like, "I guess I slept in." <laughs> what Whoops. if? What if Apple and Google had beef, and Apple set all of their phones forward to? hours and google set all of their phones back two hours and now android users and apple users can't be on the same time mm, wow that's a that's a movie of the week right there <laughs> i feel like that's a future dystopian movie <laughs> no one knows what time it is no one knows what time call it does anybody really know what time it is does anyone really know? Yeah, i don't know who's calling 800 numbers to get the time but yeah Corey apparently he was keeping him afloat jonathan is not nearly mad enough about Uh this whole thing yeah (laughs) he is not nearly mad enough that they are filming this woman in a towel dancing Uh and then the towel falls off and the camera's still going and he's the one who points out to the boys Uh (laughs) he could have just been like all right we're turning away yeah we're done here Turner, Mr. Turner. And then, he, and, then, and then they go to watch the 5.30 news and it's about the breast implants. <laughs> I forgot about that. And then they just turn it off right quick. And he's like... Yeah. What were you saying, Reese? They just turn it off right... He just turns it off right quick and then he starts explaining to them what news is. Because he's like, I'll show you what news is. Watch 5.30. 5.30 comes on. It's breast implants. They're like, oh, turns it off. Now I'm just going to explain to you what news is. <laughs> he's like, exploiting someone's body is not news. Let's turn on the news and see what real reporting looks like. Yeah. And that's what it is um and if we remember with eli that's why he got fired yeah because he wouldn't cover the woman who walks to work naked yeah he was like this isn't what we should be doing like we should be actually talking about real issues yeah so it's continuing a little bit i suppose yeah guess he hasn't really taught them that much in class yet (laughs) no can can you teach a eighth grade boy that there's something other to the world than half naked women maybe is that something you can even teach an eighth grade boy Well, no, no, no. I, I don't think so in eighth grade. You're full <laughs> of testosterone going through puberty. Just Yeah. Yeah. It's great fun. Uh yeah, I just when when uh uh Turner walks in, he's like, five thirty already, huh? I'm just like, Turner <laughs> Like what the frick? They've just been living in that apartment all summer in school year. Just you know, something they noticed. <laughs> they have a camera. Yeah, that I mean that's not good. <laughs> That's not that's ideal bad. at all. That's that's. I think that's illegal. That's that's illegal. Uh-huh. That's illegal. Um, if it's not, it should be. <laughs> If it isn't, it should be. If it isn't, it should be. Um, And then we cut to the school cafeteria and like Corey and Sean are just distraught because if they can't do a report about Jell-O and they can't do a report about naked women. What else is there? What else is there? There's nothing. There's only Jell-O and naked women. Mm -hmm. And a little bit before that, we see Janitor Bud. Yes. Kind of being a jerk. I don't, what is he doing? Do do either of you know what he is doing in this scene? He's like following some kid around. I have no clue what he was doing. I took it as borderline creepy i felt like he was i mean feeney says like we don't shame students and i feel like this they say this kid has like a sensitive stomach so he's just like let it all out trying to make him throw up he's just being like just throw it all up don't hold back because then you'll just go somewhere else and throw up some more just like throw up here all at once so are you claiming that there's because there's two things in my head that you could be saying a that this kid just threw up and now bud's like following him around like berating him for it or b he knows this kid is going to throw up so he just wants him to do it right here 
I think it's the first one. I think the first one too. So like he's just terrorizing this child who threw up. Uh-huh. Okay. It's not a good look. No, it's Janitor not. Bud. But but does Janitor Bud have good looks in this episode? <laughs> or any episode. <laughs> really? I, when we get into it, <laughs> yeah, we can't get into Janitor Bud just yet, but... Yeah, he's already not smelling like roses. <laughs> he's not smelling like roses. That is definitely true. And we also get, like, this little aside here that Feeney's interviewing secretaries, uh-huh. which is only important it for the tag like, at the end. It seems like nothing. Yeah. He's like, okay, whatever. Um, so, Reese, can you tell us, because the boys raise a point, is there any... What else is there besides Jello and Dancing Women? Like, is there other news out there? There's a little bit of other news, yeah. I think Jello kind of has a monopoly on the news, but um, yeah, it really does. Big Jello, big Jello is just controlling things. Big, big dairy Jello, big Jello is just insane. Have you ever had to write like a puff piece about like something inconsequential? Um, I definitely wrote my fair share of puff pieces, especially as an intern. Um, when when I started as an intern, that I got a lot of those. But I like, yeah, they're not fun. Those are usually the ones that put me to sleep. <laughs> sure. That makes sense. Well, it's not. They're just, they're not my favorite articles by any means. Yeah. Now he's a front page above the fold guy. <laughs> I've seen it a couple times. We have the paper at school. And I'm just like, oh. I yeah. have been on the transcripts websites many many times. I've never seen a transcript like in person. The actual paper. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we get them at school, but every day we get a big old stack. Oh, and so I usually good. grab one. And I've already seen all the articles because of the internet. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know what they're all going to say. But then I do the crossword. Okay. That's one thing that I think is really funny. Like I'll, I, I usually stop at old school bagel. Um, on Main Street on my way into work to where I'm not I most of my paycheck goes there um but there's there's always people reading the transcript and I love it I love that they buy the transcript and but also I'm sometimes I'm like well I mean I've already seen the paper online I'm I like I, I I honestly don't know because I don't know how many people read it and paper and print like we, we just don't know mm-hmm. but I know we know exactly how many people read an article online yeah but so it's just hard to gauge like I don't know if more people read it and print because we produce a lot like we print a lot of paper. Yeah, so, we have a bunch at our school that like we're just there by the end of the day. And so I just really don't know like if more people read it in print or more people read it online. And it's there's definitely people that only read it in print. Like I know there's people like that. But I just don't know. If <laughs> oh, print, okay, good. I just don't know if print gets more reads than online or not. It's just confusing. I love the feeling of reading a newspaper like like live like uh-huh. with yeah. a newspaper. I love it. I never do it. I did it in college a lot. Yeah, I would do it in college some. Again, mostly for the crossword puzzle. You you do. You love a good crossword. They're just fun. Um, I like collecting newspapers. Oh, really? Oh, right. I like big events. Like, I have, regardless of how I feel about the event, I like collecting it just as a kind of a historic, mostly the times, um, just as kind of like a historic moment kind of thing. Um, whether sure. it be um, Trump being elected, Biden being elected, um, Trump's impeachment, um, all that kind of stuff. My journalism professor has, he's old as crap, he has all three impeachments, like papers, like lined up, the only three presidents being impeached. Like, he was around and read each impeachment paper. Oh, and, that's cool. 
and so like he he kept them and they're all like the new york times and he remembers reading each one of those in the paper so it's pretty cool he told me about it but he collected all of them and he also has all the other like big moments to be around so he told me like he told us like when we started the class like if you really want to be in journalism like start collecting newspapers regardless of how you feel about the event like it's it's newsworthy stuff that you're going to want to remember so that's pretty cool are you going to collect the paper about texas's uh failed lawsuit oh um yeah that one was today's paper i think yeah i think so because it was yesterday yeah probably do need to go get i did not get a paper about that just because i i knew it i knew i had no chance so i i I think it was that was like less shocking for me i knew it had like zero chance yeah but i probably should it's a good point I'm just thinking. You know, if Biden wins another one of these one more time, he gets a free Subway sandwich. What? He's won so many times now. <laughs> Biden really hasn't won anything. Well, Trump's, Trump's lost, lost, Trump's lost, lost. so many times. It's like Biden's won. He gets a free sandwich. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, I just love Trump's Twitter, wherever he says, I got the most votes out of any sitting president in U.S. history. And I'm like, yeah, and Biden got 7 million more than you. Like, that <laughs> saying that doesn't mean you won because somebody got more votes than you got. <laughs> no, congrats. Hard. Also, I mean, you still lost. It's, it is a fair point, Donnie, that you did do that. However, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. So speaking of unsavory types, Joey, Joey the rat Joey <laughs> walks the rat. into the room. <laughs> He's walking around asking people if they want to buy stolen tires. Uh-huh. Stolen tires? Stolen and then the tube socks. Yeah. Tube socks. Opens his jacket. Filled with tube socks. Would you buy tube socks out of a guy's jacket? Maybe if I needed them. I was a pinch. I feel like in high school you'd probably have a better chance selling candy or something from inside your jacket. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Oh, good question. If you were one of those people who like walked around in a trench coat and then opened your trench coat and you had an item in there to sell, what would your item be? Oh, dang. That's a good question. I just think of about Hercules where they're like, anyone need to buy a sundial? <laughs> Probably like knockoff, like knockoff wallets and watches, like those like fake Rolexes you get on like a beach in like a foreign country. Like mm-hmm. people walk up and be like, "Here, like take these real Oakley sunglasses for, or these real Ray Bans for only five dollars, or these real Rolexes." Those I probably would sell that and then, but not tell them they're fake. Oh yeah, tell, yeah. Tell, like sell them and sell them for full market value. Agreed. Mm-hmm. There's just something really funny to me about the visual of opening the jacket and having like strands of sausages just there to sell but then i think dogs would be a problem dogs would be a problem <laughs> but i'm gonna go with it you guys want to buy a sausage <laughs> or maybe like some beef jerky little packets i was actually more on uh, online with you i would have toblerones <laughs> tons of different types of toblerones I, it cooled the jacket okay i don't know you're wearing one of those things like a mascot wears yeah like an ice cool. vest um you're right i can't do chocolate it would melt dang it i want a jacket full of toblerone i'm sorry you can just have one not to sell (laughs) you guys want to buy a toblerone (laughs) i would love a good toblerone i think it's the the honey yep so sean and uh cory decide they're gonna follow joey around to try to get their story Uh uh-huh yes and then we cut to well then it cuts to eric but then we're at the night of the newscast yep topanga's the anchor she's freaking out she's looking she looks great she does she looks great in this whole episode she's just she uh, looked like an amazing news anchor mm -hmm. Uh she she has a news anchor look i thought uh that really is before scene go live like it's it's pretty hectic like it's they calm themselves down as soon as that thing hits one amazing i don't know if i've ever 
seen it. Well, and Eli, like, to his credit, is like, she'll be fine the minute the camera's turns on. So he doesn't even, like, acknowledge her. She's just like, he's just Mr. Williams, Mr. Williams, no, no, Mr. Hello, Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, so here we're kind of, uh, everyone is kind of waiting for it, including Corey's parents. They're kind of waiting for the reports to happen. Corey and Sean are last, and since their piece came in late, Corey's editing it now. Uh, Eli has not seen it. Mr. Feeney's like, for real? You're going to air something that a student's done and you haven't seen it yet? Which I have to admit is a real problem yeah. at this institution. Yeah, yeah. They've done that before. It really the, worked out the first time. It did. So maybe maybe like, Eli heard Turner tell that story. He's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, they're going to work out for the best. So what, the one that comes to mind whenever you bring that is the radio show. The last time they took their hands in media. Yeah. Uh-huh. They were given a live like microphone to say whatever they want. And it turned, like, personally, I thought it was a good radio show. But, I mean. Yeah, lunchtime was. They did not stick to the plot of, I don't even know what the plot was. I just know that they were being, like, matchmakers. Yep. Uh-huh. This is Corey with Lunchtime Lust. I'm here with Jasmine Fontana. If it isn't, it should be. <laughs> sure is. The Jasmine Fontana scene uh, is one of uh, Our Cameron and favorite. I's favorites. We just think it's so funny. It should be so quick-witted. <laughs> if it isn't, it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I mean, you're right. The last time they had unfettered media access, they started Lunchtime Lust and uh, they turned the school into a rave. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Let's just let them air whatever. <laughs> let's, let's let them air whatever they want. Yeah. And so we get the tape, like literally the second before yeah. they're, they're coming on. Like, this is Bud's. This is Jander Bud's Access Hollywood. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. you're right. Yeah, and Topanga is like now we have a report by Corey Matthews and Sean Hunter about janitor Bud. Why? (laughs) Yeah, Um, kind of mean, but okay. I mean, it does just seem kind of like. That's the thing. If Janitor Bud is so loved, then why was her reaction like that? (laughs) It's true. It's like there's nothing to say about it. And why was she like your report on the Russian lunch lady was great? What on earth are you doing doing a report about the janitor? Um, well, don't worry. We're going to get into classism here in a little while, but, (laughs) but yeah. Um, so they air the report. Cameron, what, what is in their report? Well, Corey has some great lines about being trapped like deer. (laughs) We're trapped like deer, trapped deer. But it turns out that Bud is getting out of work every day at 2.55. But then he pays Joey to come and clock him out at five o'clock. So he's getting paid those extra two hours mm-hmm. every day. They, yeah. don't, they don't say why at this point, but there's some. they have some good sneaky footage yeah. somehow. I do have a note though. Joey just doesn't see this camera. Yeah. <laughs> They're just right there. <laughs> Where are they, they hiding this camera? Shows the $5 bill mm-hmm. like to the camera. If Sean is this good of a cameraman, like he's incredible. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I guess I guess it's not said it happens all the time, but it's said it at least happens sometimes that Bud is, I mean, it has to have happened enough times that Corey and Sean could have noticed it happening once and then filmed it the second time. Mm-hmm. So Which it only was two days, so it had to have happened two days in a row. Yeah, so yeah, uh, Bud has been sneaking out and uh, Joey's been his accomplice. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Reese? How's this report? The, the, I think it's honestly, it's done 
really well. I would have, I mean, he probably should have got Bud's comment. Probably should have got Joey's comment on it. Probably should have got everyone's like kind of comments on this situation. But for the most part, it's good amateur journalism. And I mean, you should have, I've made the mistake of not getting comments from the people I'm writing about. And that could really come back and bite you in the butt. But I mean, that, it was, it, he did good. It, it was a good lead up, good suspense, good ending. So yeah. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Sean's bum, bum, bum. Uh, the ending was like, I don't know about you, but this is the loneliest mop I've ever seen. <laughs> Where are our heroes? I don't know. But I do know. This is the loneliest mop I've ever seen. It's just like, that got me. <laughs> So everyone is kind of in shock. Uh-huh. It just cuts to Topanga's like, uh, good night and don't eat veal. Yeah, good night and don't eat veal. Um, Topanga's a vegetarian. We know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and everyone's kind of in shock. And Corey goes to his parents like, so what did you think? And they're just like, uh, was this true? Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't even remember what they said. <laughs> yeah, they asked him, was this true? And he's like, you saw it. Not a dramatization. Not, Not a, a dramatization. dramatization. And he goes, that's very unfortunate and they're like why because that means i have to fire janitor bud yeah yeah (laughs) and here we start my problem with this episode for the next several scenes we are it is painted that Corey and sean have somehow wronged someone or done something wrong or done something unfortunate no Corey and sean are right here aren't they i'm i think 100 <laughs> like what is the problem here like you said they probably should have gotten comments right like ask janitor bud his side of the story mm-hmm, definitely but yeah i mean they didn't do anything they just showed what happened um, and everybody hates them for it Yeah, and, as a result. And I feel like the episode is very much trying to paint that they shouldn't have done this. Yeah, and there's, or at the very least, there's a, a gray area. But is there? Well, I feel because his dad's like, you were right. And his mom's like, you were wrong. No, no, no. I agree with you that the uh, episode is trying to paint that there's a yeah, gray area. Yeah, it's trying area. to show that there's a gray area, but I don't, I don't think there I don't is. Think I think every journalist has this dilemma where it's, you do something as a big effect um, and you feel bad. I mean, but then the conversation that Corey has with himself and saying I was a journalist I was doing my job is a real conversation that we always have with ourselves I mean like because I mean if you write something that does affect somebody's lives um you do feel bad I mean you're not heartless I mean most people aren't so you do feel bad but then you gotta remember like you're a journalist you're supposed to like hold these people accountable you're supposed to do these kind of things and so I mean as long as it's the truth and you stand by your reporting that's so I think there for the most part there's not really a gray area yeah like are we all in the same page bud deserved to get fired i don't care how close to his pension he is yeah he did wrong like a bad thing and not like a little wrong like a big like fraud it's fraud the word i I would assume right wage theft i don't know well and even if it is joey he involved a student in the scheme Mm -hmm. which is like a big no-no i would think there was bribes i guess not bribes payoffs yeah 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 it's not great now is this partially the school's fault for having the clock in clock out clock like in the middle of a hallway that everyone has access to Maybe a little bit. Yeah, not planned out. It is a TV show. Also, I just want to know how if Corey and Sean were able to see this and discover this all within like right before the day of 
this airing, like Bud was not doing a good job of hiding this at all. Yeah, yeah. no joke. Especially if Sean was able to catch it on camera. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 I agree. Bud also should have seen them there. Yeah. Why didn't Bud see them like filming him leaving, cackling to himself like as he leaves? They just didn't go back to class. They were there from two thirty to five, like five thirty. Like they just didn't go back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what in the world. It it's it's weird for sure, but like I don't know. This is my complication with this episode because I think the whole thing is very funny, but the whole episode is like we cost janitor Bud his job. This sucks. Janitor Bud cost janitor <laughs> Bud his job. Yeah, and the entire time I'm just like, why is this a big deal? Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand. They really shouldn't be feeling that bad. Yeah, like, but then again, I get where Neilai was like, you're not drunk, you're a student. I should not put you in that situation. I guess it does kind of make sense. Like, they are students. But also, at the same time, like, it wasn't like they, like, made a big deal out of something that wasn't a big deal. Like, I mean, they clearly just videotaped the dude clearly just, like, clocking out, stealing money from the school. So Yeah. Well, we've talked about it on this podcast before how Cameron's a bit more of a rule follower, and I don't really like rules all that much. But we're agreed in this. Yeah, like, even I'm like, no, like, that's, that's theft. <laughs> Like, like that is that is wrong. You you done bad. Like I did, you you can't justify it. And the whole episode isn't even trying to justify it. They're just like, you should feel bad. The bud lost his job. Uh-huh. I do feel bad. Bud lost his job. And of course, it's like, like I don't. It's like, do I don't mean? like that everybody hates me for it, but I don't feel that I did anything wrong. Yeah, which I guess is a different emotion than I did a bad thing. Yeah, like I did the right thing, and people don't like me for doing the right thing. Well, That's more relatable. And I, I want to jump forward to that conversation you were talking about that. Uh, Corey has with Eli where Corey goes to Eli and he's like and they're talking about ever everyone in the school giving a, giving Corey a hard time for his report and uh, how Corey doesn't feel like he did anything wrong and like uh, the whole like well you're a student you're not actually a journalist thing like I want to go to that scene real quick mm-hmm. because I don't know how they get from the so I'm right I'm not saying that so I'm wrong I'm not saying that either he's like I'm a kid I want it both ways how do they get from there to to the next scene, which is give Janitor Bud his job back. How do they get there? Why do they? Why does anyone want Janitor Bud to get his job back? Yeah, I actually don't see why that's. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't see why it's that big a deal. Because I don't think even because even like the lunch lady doesn't like them for this. But I'm just like, if I found out that a coworker was doing that and like lying and leaving work and still getting paid for it, like I'd be upset. I, I would like to think. Oh yeah, because like I don't care. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't feel bad if they got fired. I'd say, yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. What were you saying, Reese? Like, if someone stays clocked in while they're not working, so they just make more money, like, that could be money that, like, could be affected. The reason you don't get a raise because they're like, oh, like, we don't have the money. Yeah. Um, like, it, there's a lot of things that goes into it. So if someone was doing that, I definitely would, would be a tad upset. Like, there, I mean, there's a difference. If you, like are gone for like 15 minutes to go to a gas like a newsroom is different so like we're allowed to leave and go whenever we want and so like there's not like really a set schedule as long as we have our stories in by deadline Mm -hmm. but so like we'll go like i mean like say i gotta go to a gas station like you can go to a gas station 15 minutes you come back like that's not a big deal but i mean if you stay clocked in for like four hours like bud did that's a problem that that's four that's four hours of pay yeah it's so weird to me because like the episode goes out of his way to paint what he does is clearly wrong Mm -hmm. I mean, like hours worth of pay, uh, co-opting a student in the scheme. And then later, Joey reveals that the reason he's been clocking out was to go gamble at a horse track. Uh So they make 
make the thing irredeemable. It's just like, if only you knew the full story before you said anything. Yeah. That's how he was going to visit like his like dying kid or something. Like that's on yeah. like that's what I thought when they were paying is like, nah, he's going to gamble on that. What that that what? Yeah, I extra don't feel bad now. Yeah, yeah. And and the episode goes out of its way to do that, but then like the ending idea is like, oh, Feeney gave him a second chance, hired him as the secretary, and Corey feels bad enough that he wants him to get his job back. It's like I don't know how it gets there. But I don't know. And even like Sean is really down and he's like, What money is he gonna have to gamble with now that he doesn't have a job? Yeah, I just maybe this is worth bringing up maybe it isn't if this if this was a a person of color worker like no one would have this problem right (laughs) this is white privilege right like in what way like i'm just saying like if it had been like a black janitor or like Like he wouldn't have done that no i'm saying like oh they wouldn't have an issue with firing him yeah they would have an issue with firing him right like this is a i don't know maybe i'm just crazy maybe i'm painted by the culture right now i very much felt like this was like white privilege that no one else would get this level of preferential treatment (laughs) level of preferential treatment that wasn't like an old white guy is that crazy maybe I think it's crazy. Like he got hired back. I'm like, I think that that definitely shows some white privilege that he got fired for stealing money from the school and gets hired back. Yep. Yeah. To like finish his pension that he obviously didn't earn. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, if you're two months away, I guess I don't know much about pensions. So I think even if you're two months away, wouldn't you earn up what you've accumulated up to that two months away from your pension, or is it like only at that point that you get the full thing and any of it? I don't know if it's like an all or nothing deal. He's probably he's probably all right. He's got some money. He's gonna go bet on some horses and strike it big. And yeah, he's probably fine. I don't know. Like I said, this was my problem with this episode, and like it's very very funny there's lots of good jokes in it the you know the playing the pony scene like the the payoff that you get at the end of that is funny but the whole time i'm just like why is this episode asking me to sympathize with bud Mm -hmm. but painting a picture of something that cannot be sympathized with yeah i agree so i feel like i've stood on my soapbox about this too long but (laughs) yeah yeah i guess there's just a lot of ways that it could have been done where you could feel the tension there yeah. Uh, or any other sort of issue that would have actually created a, a reasonable tension. Yeah. I mean, were either of you close enough to a single person in your entire school, that a uh, single faculty staff member in your entire school growing up, or even now, Cameron, since you are, that if someone else got them fired and that person wanted to sit at your lunch table, you would like knock the chair down? <laughs> no. Also, why was there a 30-year-old in high school? (laughs) Some of these high school students are pretty, pretty old. Actually, I had the thought when that big guy stands up like Corey's like why don't you guys pick on or pick on someone your own size or something and that guy stands up that's really big and he's like Sean we have a winner uh I actually thought to myself huh they stumbled onto the set of a CW drama yeah because <laughs> all the 30 year old 30 year old high school students with rippling abs <laughs> yep. yeah is this Riverdale <laughs> these Riverdale seniors is that guy late for his filming of Smallville <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah, I'm just like, but like, I didn't know the names of the janitors of any of my schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did. We moved a lot, so I don't feel like I had like that close connection with a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. to feel that like to feel that way so i don't know breeze how about you did you have strong connections with the staff of your any of your schools i was a very terrible um student so in high school i was a little i was just terrible i, I so not really i mean maybe the iss teacher so i was there so much but he was also the golf coach but <laughs> i don't know what 
Texas in school suspension. Oh, Jim Bergner, shout out Jim. Give <laughs> me breakfast tacos sometimes. Breakfast tacos? Like you're gonna entice kids to come and actually be an in school suspension. That That'll do it. Uh, I was also a terrible, terrible high school student. Um, but threatening me with suspension was kind of a moot point. And in school suspension definitely wasn't a thing when I was growing up. But threatening me with suspension, I mean, the whole thing was that I only showed up whenever I wanted to because I didn't have any authority in my life. So <laughs> what were you going to do? Suspend me? Like, cool. <laughs> cool. I wasn't coming anyway. You're suspending me for not coming. Yeah. Chance was a troubled youth. I was a troubled youth. Now he's a troubled adult. <laughs> it was notoriously difficult to punish me because it's like, I'm going to call your parents. Cool. They Tell them care. I said hi. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in months. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. I don't either. And then it, I feel like we've already gotten there and sort of jumping around. Mm-hmm. But then we go to, they go to Feeney to ask him to give Bud his job back. And he's like, I can't. It's done. And then in comes Bud in a suit acting as Feeney's secretary. Yeah. For two months. For two months to get his pension. To get his pension. That he's really earned. <laughs> but I guess if he's working with in Feeney's office, he's, he can't skip out. That's Feeney's true. Right on him. That's true. There is a level of accountability. I don't know. This this whole setup for this second half of this episode is just so bizarre to me. Yeah. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a janitor's curse. <laughs> there's a janitor's well, curse. You can't see me, but I'm doing the finger motions of the janitor's curse. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he like comes back just to place the curse on him. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't make a lot of sense because I would imagine a world where they created the hallway drama of like, can't you give me another chance, Feeney? Like I've saved your life and all this stuff. Where they've already like established that he would be coming to be the secretary because they, they've been in there for 45 minutes. You don't need 45 minutes to fire someone. Mm-hmm. for doing something unethical so it's like do they establish all that but say like nobody can know like the school board's really mad about this so it's under the radar that you're my secretary yeah we've got to have some drama but how could they you not notice because you just would walk in the office and bud is there mm-hmm. man i don't know i feel like there was there had, there had to be some of that for show <laughs> you think they they orchestrated a uh-huh. drama for like an oceans 11 it was actually a fake <laughs> vault recording that they were watching the whole time <laughs> And then they switch it and see that all their money is gone. Yep. That's, that's just the showmanship that Feeney loves. <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't even know what to say to that. What are you going to say, Reese? I was like, Feeney, what a guy. Yeah. It is. There's a janitor's curse. There's plunger drama. There's a plunger. I don't know. It, I'm not down on this. I really do think it's funny, but man, it is just a weird setup. Uh-huh. Uh, Reese, do you have any like, like not relatable, but like, are there reports that you've done that have like gotten people on your side or gotten people against you or have had wide impact or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean the canvas corner video that y'all talked about definitely did. I think another one was, um, I reported on representative Kevin McDougal from broken arrow. Um, was tagging Proud Boys and sharing QAnon content on his Parlor account. Um, he called me a trashy tabloid reporter. A lot of people backed me up, and then obviously his supporters like started dogging me. One of them literally said, this journalist is comparable to Satan because all Satan does is lie and all the media does is lie. But he didn't deny it. The crazy thing is, is like he owned up to what he did. And then, but he tried to like reason with it saying like, oh, like all these things are like really good things. The media just doesn't want you to think it is. So like he did not deny anything about it. Cool. <laughs> all right. Cool. I remember that one actually. 
actually. I did. I did. All that happened. Yeah. It's a fun world we live in. The Proud Boys. Yeah. So that that that's probably the most memorable recent one. Uh, I mean, what kind of questions does it lead you to ask, if you don't mind me asking, or it, maybe none? Maybe you're you're good with it. Um, there's definitely like I, I deleted Twitter for like the weekend. Just the definitely is anxiety ridden, just because I'm like so many like regardless of you know what you did was right. There's still I mean, it's still human and negative feedback always affects you. So all these people saying these things, as much as like I'm always like, oh my god, it's hilarious, I, and it is. It's funny, but a lot of times it's like I need a break. Because you don't question the reporting as much as you question, like, just everything. And so I'm just kind of like, I'm just gonna, I usually, after a story like that, where people are getting a lot of backlash, I kind of just take a break from for the weekend. Okay, now I have to ask a follow-up question that's less okay. important. What's Parler? So I have no Par- idea. Parler is this social media app that's become really popular with the right-wing conservative Republican group, where it's supposed to be a platform for free speech, so they don't censor or fact-check anything. And that's their whole that's their whole whole basis so um because they say twitter's out to get them because they fact check the lies that is spread oh it's probably so my father deleted his facebook account a lot of people are leaving facebook and twitter for these accounts oh yeah yeah so that's parlor but then apparently parlor's not very good and so even it's not even enough for them. And so they're leaving that too. Yeah. Oh. And starting some new thing. You know what the new thing's called? Is You're going to laugh. Me, we? Me, we. Me, we. M-E-W-E. Me, we? Me, we. That sounds a bit like, I feel like th- my father would say, that sounds like a Chinese thing. <laughs> I just feel like that's what my father would say. I honestly, I don't even know what it is. So I have an account, both Parlor and MeWe, solely just for like following like the Oklahoma representatives. Like a lot of them are on there, which is, I don't know, that that's not a good thing. I'm not even gonna try to act like it is. It's, 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 it's concerning to say the least. But just it's crazy to see what people say when they don't or do when they don't think anyone's gonna watch. I guarantee McDougal's Facebook and Twitter is very conservative, but he would never tag the Proud Boys or share QAnon content on there. But on Parlor, he was very open and like Proud Boys QAnon sharing content like that. And I mean, he threatened he like there there's a post that basically like alluded to like the deep state like it, like it basically alluded to that once if Donald Trump got voted out of office, there was a section in Gitmo ready for him and like you like that's why you can't let donald trump get voted out because the deep state will take him here and like obviously it all makes sense q Q just got busted wide open for me i'm in let's (laughs) go get him i don't don't know really interesting world (laughs) that i'm just gonna ignore (laughs) founder of the proud boys got invited to the white house today i did see that wait what happened founder of the proud boys was invited to the white house today good took a tour or whatever normal more than a tour probably um exciting times really good christmas eve content for our listeners I'm sorry. This is just. I'm, I'm, I feel like this, <laughs> no, no, you're fine. No, no. This is this, this is good. <laughs> I mean, it's not good, but it is, this is good. This, in terms of the country, is bad. In terms of Content. here, what's happening in our show yeah it's good and having discussions uh it is good it's good to have these discussions it's good to get the the, this out here and i mean we brought you on because you're a journalist so um yeah i was thinking of this episode and i was like you know who i met once in a parking lot at early voting that might know a little thing or two about this reese 
I didn't know you guys had met. Very, very briefly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was, I went to early voting. It was super cold. I had Nash with me and I was like, I'm going to not wait because the line was really long. And I was leaving and I was like, there's a press person there. I wonder if that's Reese who I've been following on Twitter. And so I just was like, hey, are you Reese? He's like, yeah. And here we are. Yeah, it's done with them. So I, I met both of them at the same time. Yeah. Cool. It's me and Nash. Oh, Nash is a cutie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's very neat. I heard, I heard Nash actually voted and took part in the widespread voter fraud that took place yeah uh-huh that's why you brought well, it. it's the baby vote that they really yeah what they're really going for uh-huh. that's actually he actually told me that not to report that nash was there because he was part of the widespread voter fraud that took yeah. place mm-hmm. yeah yeah they just needed nash to sign his name that's now all they're, they're gonna needed. subpoena this podcast to <laughs> yeah. take for nobody because nobody will hear anything that's that's actually why the mike hunter signed on to that because he knew that there was voter fraud in oklahoma which uh-huh. trump mm-hmm. won by a landslide but you know yeah, there's lots. <laughs> there was one of only two states that every single county went for Trump, but there was wide scale, wide scale voter fraud. The funniest thing was being in the newsroom on election night. We like it's 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 hectic. It's super crazy. But so the polls close at seven. At seven o'clock in one second, I get an alert on my phone from AP newsroom saying Oklahoma called for Trump. Like they didn't even it didn't even take it like that long. Like they, they just knew. Like it said it literally said with 31 percent of precincts reported. Oklahoma's gone for Trump. Not even half. <laughs> Just thirty-one percent. Uh, great, great fun. I feel like that happened in the last one too. Yeah, just like instantly polls closed. We know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's like California. Polls close, you know, it goes blue. Yeah, you know, it goes yeah, blue. the other way. Yeah. I mean, more people live in LA than live in the entirety of Oklahoma, right? I think so. Oklahoma's like, what, 3.1 million people? Yeah, something like that. <sighs> easily, easily. So, anyway. Anyway, there's the episode. I don't feel like I have anything else to say. Oh, I do want to just mention that when they're talking about, like, Corey says this thing, like, he's just a janitor or something. I'm like, that's classes. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, there's nothing wrong with being a janitor. Yeah, just like, you're a grocer and that sucks still, but you're my dad and I love you. Yeah. There's definitely like a belittling people for their jobs thing on this uh-huh. show. Definitely. Anyway, I wanted to say that real quick, but yeah, I'm He's good. not just a janitor. He's also a gambler. Yeah, that's true. He also provides for Joey's life. That $5 is big. I can go a long way. That'll buy a lot of tube socks. It's a lot of tube socks. Or and, and maybe you can buy his own tires instead of stealing them. <laughs> <laughs> he only needed one, but he stole four, which is why he was trying to sell the others. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. It all makes sense. <laughs> We've busted the lid wide open. Mm-hmm. Reese, you have anything else on this uh, episode you want to bring up? I do not. No, I just want to say that Eric is my hero. <laughs> yeah, Eric's pretty great. <laughs> Eric's really funny. Yeah. Um, all right, I guess we're getting into ratings. Uh-huh. You want to do you, Reese, me? Sure. All right. So I feel like the plot ridiculousness brought me down. In the episode I'm, I'm floundering but i think i'm going to land on a seven. Oh wow like it is really really funny but i don't feel like the quandary that they want us to feel like we're in is actually there yeah i can see that what do you think reese i was thinking about this <laughs> I'm going just because it's nice to see journalism in like TV shows like this. And because it did bring me back to my childhood days, I'm going to go an eight because it was hilarious. And also, yeah, it, it was just, it brought me back to a good time in my life. Very nostalgic time. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I am actually kind of in between you guys. Like I even wrote down here, like it's either an 8.5 or a 7.5. And I just don't know. Um, I think I'm going to land on a 7.5 um, just because like the episode is really funny like there's some top-notch humor in this but 
like I watch it and I'm bewildered for the entire second half because I'm mm-hmm. just like, what is happening? Yeah, like why is this a thing? Why is this a thing? Um, MVP. Uh, who is everyone's MVP? Mm, oh, I go first. Uh, mm, man, I gotta go, Eric. Man, I love that guy. He was funny. Yeah, Eric's uh, a good choice. That that was just. I just. I mean, there's the whole entire episode is funny, but like Eric is just something else. It's true. It's true, and he's a great like we do. Uh, you know, it could be a comedic MVP. It could be the best actor. Yeah. It could be the most likable person. Um, I wrote down Corey just because like this is one of the few episodes that I'm fully on Corey's side. Uh-huh. The entire <laughs> episode, and it doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, yeah. I had actually written down Corey too, just because I felt like it's he's very likable and relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the official one will be uh cory but with eric definitely as the runner-up if mm-hmm. i had to pick a second mvp i would pick yeah, eric he's just so funny he's so funny my goodness um and then we've got uh titles okay i did boy meets expose expose is good would you did you title it reese yeah i went boy meets I, i'm thinking through right now I'm, I, I was going either either you go boy meets janitor or ooh. Boy meets Scoop because he scooped the news. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Boy meets Scoop. Mine was a throwback to a line that we didn't mention. But when they're talking with Joey and he's like, Mr. Didn't get the whole story. He's like, maybe if you stop pontificating with your tuchus. So I called this Boy Meets Tuchus Pontification. Pontification. <laughs> <laughs> Because that the, one is that's good. Yeah, I think it has to be boy, boy took his pontification. That one is by far the best one. Oh yeah, by far the best one. I I completely forgot about the conversation. The took his pont- if you were too busy pontificating with your took his yeah. Joey knows those words mean. That was, that was excellent. What were you saying, Reese? I'm sorry. I don't even know what those words mean, but those are hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like isn't pontificating just like thinking eloquent, like thinking and but like eloquently. Yeah. Your tuchus is just your butt. Yeah. <laughs> thinking with your butt. Tuchus pontification. Uh, I love that. That's great. That is a good one. Uh, well, Reese, where can uh, our listeners find you? Uh, anything you want to plug? Yeah, um, I'll plug the Norman transcript, obviously. Give us a read. Um, and also, you can always follow me on Twitter. I share all my articles there. It's um, Reese G underscore three. Um, you can always just follow me there. You can also follow me on Parlor if you want. Um <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, my parlor, do not follow me on parlor. I don't even get on that. Your oh. MeWe. Or MeWe. I was checking out on MeWe. <laughs> you know, the one everyone uses. He's blowing up on MeWe. <laughs> I'm going to start my own and call it I Us. It doesn't roll the slay. MeWe rhyme. Yeah. I mean, it's still not good. Neither are good. <laughs> Neither are good. No. Ooh, I'm going okay. to. Just Twitter, Reese G underscore three. Reese G underscore it's a three. premium follow. It is. And uh, he does a great job of uh, calling out really inconsiderate jerks who are spreading the pandemic around our city. Thank you. Thank you. Um, man, there's this house that I guess is owned by a fraternity, but it's not like a fraternity house on Elm and Lindsay in our street. Every time there's a game, if you drive by that house, it makes me literally sick. There are hundreds of people right next to each other. No masks, no precautions. It's awful. Fun, fun, fun. Awesome. I was going to say something and then I just forgot. What were we going to say? I don't remember. That's the point. 
Um, oh, I remember. So currently, our holiday review-a-thon. I oh, mean, yeah. it's only been going on a few days in our time. By the time you're listening, we're winding down. There's about one more full week yep. left. But we've got one new review. Just a reminder, any more reviews we get for the month of December on Apple Podcasts, are we donating a dollar to Food and Shelter for Friends here in Norman. Um, our local homeless shelter provides transitional housing and food for the homeless community here in Norman. Yeah, uh, yep. getting one dollar so far. I'll probably do more than one dollar if we only get one because that's awkward. Yep, but we uh, we'll be donating a dollar for every new review we get on Apple Podcasts. Um, again, we want to say thank you to Reese. Uh, check him out on Twitter. This was a great time. This was a lot of fun. Reese, did we do a good enough job? Will you come back? Oh, I will definitely come back. This was amazing. <laughs> All right, that's what we like thank to hear. So this is a lot of fun. Well, we will gladly have you back. Maybe maybe like a not journalism episode at one point. So it yeah, so we feel can like just work. kind of yeah see different sides of you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm down for anything. Thank you all so much for having me. Yeah, of course. I also want to say really quick thanks to Dizzy Parker for our use of our theme song. I'm sure to check out all of his other work in the description of the episode. It'll click on the link and I'll take you right to it. Um, but other than that, I think that's all we've got. Yeah. Do we want to um, do we want to thank the janitor union of Philadelphia? <laughs> yes, for their <laughs> wonderful sponsorship. <laughs> the Philadelphia. I've said it different every time. <laughs> the union of janitors. In Philadelphia. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. Thank you guys for uh, sponsoring this episode, even though we made you up. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And I guess from all of us here at Women's World Fever, that's everything. Yeah. So long, world. (laughs) So long, world. (laughs) When the storm meets world.